as a closeout to our spring sports championships previews, we're going to be talking about girls soccer today. While girls soccer and baseball both end right about the same time, quite literally the same time on the same day in two separate venues, since baseball starts before girls soccer, we're going to say girls soccer is, is the last championship of the school year. Marty Marsh, assistant executive director for girls soccer is with me today. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to the championships. All right. So we have girls soccer in the spring in Missouri. The nation is not quite 50-50, but it's very split on the seasons for boys and girls soccer. But Missouri is a girls soccer spring state. So we've been running a season here in the spring. The spring season, I think, is they're all a little bit unique. But the spring season, I think, most of the time has the largest swing in weather. You never know what the weather's going to be. cold and dreary days. Yep. And then we get through to the end, and oftentimes our championships are quite hot. We're going to bring in schools from all over the state. And so tell us a little bit about the number of classes, the district, sectional, quarterfinal. What do we have in our run-up to the final site? So in girls' soccer, we have four classes. Those four classes each consist of eight districts. In class two, three, and four, those eight districts each consist of eight teams as well. Class one is a little bit different. Uh, It is a smaller class, so there are fewer number of teams that compete in each district in class one. Those uh, schools qualify and compete for a district championship. Once they come out of the district championship, then they go straight into the quarterfinals. They finish a district on a Saturday. The quarterfinals is the following Saturday, and then the state championships are the following Friday and Saturday. And we'll be at? We'll be at the soccer park in Fenton, Missouri, just outside of St. Louis. Okay. So does everybody play on the first day and everybody on the second day? They do. So we use two fields in the soccer championships. On field one will be class three and four. And on field two will be class one and two. Those games generally start at 10 o'clock in the morning. And the last game usually kicks off about 7 o'clock in the evening. The games traditionally are paced out at about an every two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour increment. There are a few variations in there just in uh, trying to get crowds in and out of the facility and that sort of thing. But usually starting at 10, one field, the next field starting at 11, and usually about every two-and-a-half hours. Soccer is a sport where, and, and maybe all sports are a little bit this way, the rules change just a little bit based on level you know, professional to college to club, those kinds of things. But in high school soccer, we look at two halves, 40-minute halves. Then what happens if we end in a tie? So great question. We do play two 40-minute halves. Once we get into that, we have 10-minute overtime periods. Those 10-minute overtime periods are are two of them. If we do not have a winner at the end of those two 10-minute overtime periods, then we go into PKs. There are five penalty kicks awarded to each team. The team coming out of PKs with the most number of goals, obviously, is your winner. And in those overtimes, those are golden goal overtimes. So a score ends the game. The first team to score. That is correct. Yes. Okay, so do we have a pretty even distribution of soccer across the state, or are there areas of the state where soccer is more popular among our member schools? You know, we have a large number of schools that are in the three larger metropolitan areas, St. Louis, Kansas City, and Springfield. But we do have teams all over the state, and that's what makes it very unique. 
You know, it makes a challenge in assigning uh, districts because we literally have some schools down in the southeast corner of the state that are competing clear up to the northeast and northwest corners of the state. And so pulling those schools together and classifying them using the criteria that we have on geographic proximity and numeric balance can sometimes be very challenging. And it can mean that a district is very tight in geographic proximity, and it can mean that it's very large in geographic proximity. We have talked a little bit on the podcast, but we talk a lot in the office and and nationally about the official shortage. And we know that in our office, we're making gains as far as our total number of registered officials in almost every sport. One of the sports that, that lags behind for us as far as growth and is a challenge is soccer. So how are we doing with soccer officials in our state, especially when we're talking about spring, and then how does that translate to to what we have in the state tournament? So, you know, last year we had some districts that were, and actually some geographic areas that were really low. As a matter of fact, I can tell you I had one area that I only had 12 officials available to conduct all districts within that area. Very, very, very difficult in making sure that all those games get played. Sometimes it necessitates bringing officials in from other geographic areas to work games in that. But one thing that I'm just extremely proud of is our soccer observers and our clinicians and the mechanics staff do a great job of really getting in there, building a cohesiveness amongst our officials and really training our officials They also do a wonderful job of welcoming new officials. And so, you know, I know we're talking about the soccer state championships, but if there are individuals that are out there listening to this podcast that have thought, you know, I like soccer. I'd like to get involved with it. I can tell the story of a young man who played elementary soccer but never played high school soccer and now is officiating at the state level. Officiates in multiple sports but has picked up soccer and has been so well received. There's a nice transition between other sports and the sport of soccer, in particular the sport of basketball and the sport of soccer. There's a lot of similarities between player movement and field movement and how you officiate the game and that sort of thing. And so, you know, if there are those individuals out there that would like or have ever thought, boy, I'd like to pick up and start officiating, those people will be welcoming in, and if they'll contact Kenny Seifert or myself, certainly be very willing to connect them with the people in their area. We're always looking for officials. How many officials at the final site? So we bring in uh, 24 officials to the final site, try to make it representative of the areas and the number of officials in that area, as well as the teams that are represented in that area. You know, as we assign those officials to games they work, we try to keep them off or away from teams that they've seen during the regular season. That way there's no perceptions that there's any bias whatsoever when they enter the field in in the state championships. 
Soccer Park in St. Louis, the two fields that we play on are turf fields. And while turf fields, there are a lot of advantages to them, they're not maintenance-free. There's still some grooming that has to happen, especially when you're looking at hosting a championship event. There's a large building that is incorporated in that particular venue with the grandstands. And that all needs to be maintained. So we have people who are helping us that work for Soccer Park. They help run that Soccer Park. We also have Misha staff that comes and helps run those games and the officials and our soccer observers and our rules interpreters. Are there other groups that come in and kind of help put on these championships? As you mentioned, the soccer park, obviously there's individuals working all the way from ticket taking to concessions to parking. And just getting into the gate and admission into the gates and that sort of thing. There's the field maintenance crews that you talked about that really have to keep that up and make sure that everything operationally within the game is is conducted. You talked about the officials and the official observers and, and that staff that is there working behind the scene. Within the association operation, the media component of it, the marketing and development component of it. There are just so many individuals that are playing key roles in that, and certainly it takes all of us working together. You talk about an outside agency that comes in, and and that is our security personnel that come in and work the venue and, and just make sure that all people have a great experience while they're at those championships. And we can get some very large crowds for these. We can especially when we're dealing with St. Louis area schools, soccer is incredibly popular in St. Louis. And because of the the concentration of schools in St. Louis, we we will always have St. Louis schools in in almost every class. And you, you get the right combination there and you can get a pretty big, pretty big crowd. And it's interesting that you talk about that right combination because as we know, the brackets have a rotation to them each year. But this year's rotation is set up to where St. Louis could potentially compete against St. Louis in a semifinal. Okay. And so we certainly are anticipating large crowds due to that factor. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to share about soccer championships and how somebody might experience those? Well, just certainly encourage people to get out to those events, cheer on their teams, support their schools and their communities but certainly promote positive sportsmanship, remembering that there is a bigger life lesson that we're teaching through sport and through education-based athletics and, and keeping that vision in mind as we're there cheering on and supporting our teams. And our championships are a great way to remind ourselves of that. Sometimes we, we during the regular season, and when I say we, I'm talking about the adults, the, the parents and school people sometimes – the season gets going and, and every game is, you know, is, is, it is what it is and you can get kind of sucked into the drama. But at least for me at our championships, to be able to see those student athletes watching their experience, they compete hard, but their heart is just so invested in their teams and their sport. It's really incredible to see. And I always hope that all of the adults watching can kind of see past the moment and see what is happening for these young people on the field. You know, you're exactly right. The emotions run high. They run low. It's the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows. And I think what's important as those of us that are adults certainly recognize there are those seasons in life that exist as well. There are the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows. 
and just the way that we interact with the student population that's there, we are teaching those valuable lessons that are inherent in sport. And that's why we take great pride here at the Missouri State High School Activities Association of saying these are education-based activities. And it's, it's important for us to remember that they are education-based. We are teaching life lessons. And while, you know, the moments will be remembered forever, sometimes the scores are forgotten, but it's the lessons that we learn that are the most important. Very well said. All right. Thank you, Marty Marsh. Thank you. Thank you. This is Dr. Jennifer Ruckstead, the Executive Director of the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Thank you for listening to the Misha All Access podcast and having an interest in Missouri high school activities and athletics. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Misha All Access podcast or any of the episodes in this podcast, please consider subscribing or liking with your favorite podcast provider. It helps other people find us and we really appreciate you listening and supporting the Missouri State High School Activities Association.